Welcome to the Optimist Futures Podcast, a place to learn from an industry insider with over 20 years of experience in commodity futures and options. Gain insight to the newest technology, platforms, risk management, trading philosophy, and advice about the current state of the futures and options markets. For futures trading platforms, deep discounts trading commissions, overnight margins, and instructional videos, feel free to visit our website at optimistfutures.com. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimus Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence. Now, here's your host, founder and CEO of Optimus Futures, Matt Zimberg. Hey guys, I hope all is well. I um, took some time just to think about um, some of uh, new topics for the podcast. Uh, I'll be honest with you, it's, it's, it's very hard to do it daily and it's hard, you know, to, to um, uh, come up with topics that are practical. Right, so sometimes I'll be honest with you, sometimes I just don't have it, and sometimes I take the time to think about it, and sometimes I'm looking at the feedback of other people um, through my own research, you know, and talking to customers and and potential customers to see what's on their mind and what sort of issues they're dealing with. And and even when I... uh, decide on the topic it's not necessarily because somebody brought up this topic it sometimes could come about very indirectly because customers are inquisitive or i would say or potential customers that could be inquisitive about something and then they ask a question a certain way but they really have a totally different concern that i've learned to kind of um, you know to 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 learn to, to to respect uh because sometimes they're overwhelmed, they're asking one thing, but they really need to know a lot more than what they've asked and try to give very comprehensive answers. Having said that, today's topic that I want to uh, focus is how long can a method last, okay? So because I'm going to talk a lot about, you know, past performance and things like that and multiple systems just want to get the disclaimer out of the way and tell you that there's a substantial risk of loss in futures trading past performance is not indicative of future results and further um everything in this podcast is my opinion all podcasts are my opinion and um i'm going to compare between short-term systems and 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 long-term systems and day trading um and their um relative um you know the relative um i would say um difficulty in each one but nevertheless i want to say that there is no easy money out there and every system i'm sorry every time frame um, has its own challenges so for the sake of this specific podcast i want to separate two words that are used interchangeably in the uh, futures trading industry or maybe in the trading industry it's it's method and system so people say hey what's your system hey what's your method they really refer to the same thing but in this specific podcast i want to separate the two words method for me um, means the overall look of things like how do you look at the markets like what are the bigger 
picture that makes you um, go long and short. It could be technical indicators, it could be market profile, it could be your Fibonacci, it could be whatever it is, right? But the system, it's the small variables, right? That, that have to be kind of tweaked sometimes, you know? So for example, somebody could use, again, a pathetical example, moving average, RSI, and a MACD, right? But his moving average that he uses is a 20-day moving average. That's the method. The method is the moving average, right? It could be weighted moving average, exponential moving average. Uh, but he uses this moving average of 20 days or, or <clears throat> for that. And, and let's say under different periods, he could change that to 25 days or 30 days. So the method overall does not change, but the variables in the system are, could, could change. So that's important to keep in mind differentiating between changing an entire method and throwing it out as opposed to changing you know the system and seeing how how it works so um, let's start um, you know on, on on that basis so I believe okay that methods uh, with the same systems can last for a very very long time but it really depends on the market and we're going to touch on a number of things that um, has to do with, you know, changing of a method or tweaking the system within the method. But one thing I wanted to tell you that it's challenging, right? So I'm not here to give you easy answers. I'm really here to give you like everything in terms of thought of everything that goes through my head when if I was to approach something like that. So again, Methods can last for a long time along with systems, but it is very, very hard to believe that it's you can just put something on an autopilot and just let it run the same way for a very long time. You know, again, it could be even years, but at some point you might have to change the system. So people refer to markets you know, in two states, either they're calm or volatile. But there could be many, many states to the market. I'll, I'll give you an example. So you can have, for example, an uptrending market that goes up and then goes into a sideways, goes up and goes into a sideways. Or you can go have a market that goes in a straight line up. Or you can have a market that has very big zigzags on, on to the uh, to the upside, you know, very lower lows but higher highs right so it's huge fluctuations of zigzags that can be directional and the same thing on the downside you can have the zigzags you know with new lows being established you can have a market that goes down slowly and then you have sideways and down and slowly or you can have a market that's just collapsing you know just days of collapse upon collapse so it really it's it's important to determine where does your system perform better under what type of volatility and what type of direction and then you actually create to yourself um you know you you create for yourself a, dy a, a dynamic type system right you create something that's dynamic not necessarily where you have to change the method all the time <laughs> but rather periodically maybe change the system if the system um, stop, you know, change the variables in the method, which is the system, if the system you think stop, stop performing. 
Now, that's tricky in itself to determine, you know, is, is the system going through a drawdown or is it just going through uh, some or, or the system or, or the method stopped working or the system needs to be tweaked. Most of the time, I would assume, again, in my opinion, that there are the, the drawdowns. I just want to mention they're very normal in this business. They're normal. And, and, and so if you encounter some periods like that, you, I, I don't suggest you just go right away and start changing things. That's the problem with many beginner traders. They trade, you know, they, they, they tr change the method. They don't change the system, right? They change the entire method. And going from one method to another method, I mean, it's just tough. So I'll give you an example what changing an entire method. So let's say one day you use just support and resistance with some sort of a moving average to assist in your trading and you switch it all together to market profile, right? Which is a totally new way of looking at things, right? Which is volume throughout the day, a lot of HFT that comes in and out. So it's important to also understand what you're changing to, how dynamic is it, and do you have the strength in analyzing those kind of methods that could be a little bit more sophisticated to your liking or to your skills. So even for myself, there are certain systems out there that could be, for example, you know, they implement a lot of st statistical studies. It's not something that's within my strength. You know, I know math. Um, I know stats. Ne nevertheless, there could be a level of math and stats which is beyond my understanding. So again, if you, it's important that, that you understand the method that you created, the variables in it, and you could play around with the variables uh, periodically to see if it's working. And again, you have to backtest it enough to understand what is a drawdown and where are drawdowns occur and how long they last versus just starting to 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 tweak it. So, as as as, as I mentioned uh, before, um, you know, in the beginning of this podcast, I'm going to talk about a few uh, time frames. Now, I believe that the shorter the time frame the harder it is to develop um, a system. It potentially, again, in my opinion, could be a little bit more consistent, but it's harder to develop. So day trading systems, you know, because they rely on very strong momentum throughout the day, you know, and again, volatility could, could be different from one day to the next, but nevertheless, it's very short term. And I believe on shorter term, it's it's, it's very challenging to, to find a method. On the other hand, long term <coughs> could potentially be a little bit easier from a method standpoint because you, you're trying to ignore the noise that it's, that's in between. But the price that you pay is, is basically, the again, the, the huge fluctuations. And also, you're not closing your positions, right? So you're sleeping at night and you have a position and you're there and it's a leveraged product. So you also have to ask yourself, do I have enough capital and do I have the risk tolerance, you know, to do something beyond day trading? A lot of people in futures trading are day trading. I, I understand them because it's a leveraged product. I don't treat futures trading as, as, as an investment per se. It's a speculative tool that's given, in my opinion, to traders because you put a little bit, you control a lot. And so um, not saying that somebody who has a lot of money can turn certain commodities into investments but in my personal opinion it's not you know your traditional investment tool uh, but again it's because of the leverage that is involved in it um 
So that that's that's for that. Okay. Now the next thing that I wanted to talk about is basically when you um, have changing uh, market conditions. Uh, one one thing that you could um, do when you trade something is basically trade around the market bias. Let me give you an, an idea. So what, what, what does it mean to trade around the market bias? So let's say that you have a method, right? But the markets have been trending up. So right now, for example, we're seeing <coughs> markets that are trending on the upside. And um, you have, um, you know, for example, the, the NASDAQ, right? I'm talking about the NQ or, or those who trade the micro, they trade the, the micro NASDAQ. So it's been trending up. So you can have a method, right, that is basically because the market is trending up that could fail you a little bit uh, when, when you're getting the short signals. So when you see a very strong trending market on the upside, you know, you could say, okay, you know what, I'm probably going to take more longs than shorts unless the trend for the day is, is short. So let's say the trend on the on the on the day is up, and and you know what people say? Well, define trend. Okay, you know that, that's a tricky question, but at the same time, look, if the Nasdaq is up 100 points, I say okay, the Nasdaq is up, and that's not a trick question. So if if, if you feel like the trend is you know, the market is up for the day, you could trade around the bias of the market, which is the, to the to the upside. So again, in asking the question, can a system could potentially you know, um, be um, lasting for a long time, um, I would tell you, yes, the, it could. But again, as you see in my last example, um, you sometimes have to use your discretion a little bit of when to use it more um, as, as opposed to other times. And again, trading around, uh, you know, the, the market bias. So that is also some sort of a consideration um, you know, for um, your trading and the systems. So um, in conclusion to this podcast, in, in saying how long can a system last, again, as I mentioned before, I don't believe that something can be um, working on an autopilot. Now, just something that came to mind before I actually end this podcast. Um, let me give you an example, okay, because I used the NASDAQ of where you could have a little bit of a market bias. So let's say you're trading the uh, the NASDAQ, right? The NASDAQ futures. And not long ago, uh, <coughs> uh, sometime this year, I believe that the NASDAQ broke the 10,000 mark on the cash. Now, again, best performance is not indicative of future results. And, you know, and I don't know the, 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 what the future holds. But potentially when, a, when something like that, for example, breaks, okay, that could send you a signal that maybe right now you could have potentially potentially more to the upside, right, um, as far as trading, as far as direction. So you could say, okay, I have a method and I have a system, but now it could be a little bit more biased on the long side. Or if right now, let's say the NASDAQ went all the way up to 12,000 and then came and break, broke down again 10,000, it means that maybe something fundamentally didn't hold 
maybe potentially something is not working. So now you can take maybe a little bit more of short positions, you know, with the same system. So again, you know, the trick here is really not to always keep on replacing the method and not treat it as something that could be, you know, substantially automatic. Now, you know, the interesting part is that when I talk to uh, more experienced traders, I really don't get a clear answer because I asked them, I said, do you change, do you change your system? So they start talking about, look, I do this, I do this, I do this, I do that. And I don't get a really a clear answer whether they do it or not. Now, those, the people that I try to talk to, you know, are, are people that are successful and they say depends. But here's what I think. I don't, I don't think they're trying to avoid in giving me an answer. I just think the process of understanding the systems and understanding the markets is something that is basically they've been doing it over the years automatically. And the certain triggers that happens in the market that make them think in a certain way. So, for example, they would use a certain method when they day trade, but at the same time, the systems that they use, all of a sudden, they would use the risk and the reward, or, you know, they, they'll change it on a higher volatility. And they've learned to do it over time, kind of adjust to it automatically, and then adjusting back while realizing that between adjusting it from one period to another, there will be some losses that they'll encounter and then they go back. So they don't do it on a hunch. They're willing to take, you know, the signals for the market and the market sending them signals that they're doing something off and then they change it. <coughs> and they recognize it, right? They recognize it, that, that there's certain, that when the market is not performing well for a lengthy period of time beyond of your backtesting, you know, this is where you have to go in and start thinking, okay, what do I change here? But again, I would encourage you not to change the entire method, but look at the variables of the system. They say that nothing lasts forever, which is also 100% true in, in, in the futures industry. But again, you know, um, when it comes to methods. But at least w one thing I would, I would encourage you to do here is, you know, is to look at your method look at under what conditions it performs best, what markets does it give you potentially the highest return, and trade during those periods, and also think about how to adjust it during periods that the market is not giving you that type of a return, where you want to trade with the risk on, right? So, so you're saying to yourself, okay, I have a method, I have a certain risk and reward that I use on systems, the trade during those kind of periods. And again, as, as I mentioned before, you can have many scenarios of markets and the way they go up and down. There is no just volatile versus not volatile. You can have volatile directional, you know, you can have non-volatile directional. So there's a lot of scenarios out there that I can't even think of right now that could occur in the market. But that's your challenge, really, as a trader. That's your job. Your job is to determine what market is it is your system performing well under this market? Can you trade around the bias of the market? The bias on the upside in a certain direction with a certain volatility, you trade around that bias. Bias is not only direction. Bias is also volatility. Um, bias is also the risk and reward. So all those things that you <coughs> um, that, that, that come along with developing 
your trading skills, those are the thing. What I'm saying is those are the things that is part of developing your trading skills is thinking about, you know, under what circumstances can my system perform? If there comes a time, if there comes a time that you gave up on your method, not on the parameters of the system, but the method, that you reach the conclusion, which I have to respect at the end of the day, I can't evaluate every system out there. I hope you you weren't in a complete, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I hope that you weren't in, um, threw it out really fast because it didn't work for two days, right? Or you went from paper trading to real trading and in three days it didn't work and now you want to change your entire method. I hope that whatever conclusions you come to, if the system did not work, were under the right circumstances. At least if it, if you canceled that method, but you traded it before for a long time and it was good, or if you never had a chance to trade it under good conditions and it just consecutive losses, because hypothetical models or paper trading models, you know, everything gets filled um, sometimes or sometimes hypothetical models don't take into consideration the cost of execution, right? So some people say, I want to take a tick, you know, but the transaction cost, even from the exchange alone can, you know, would regardless of the broker, <coughs> would, would, would be a hurdle. But let's say that you did have a system, sorry, a method that you developed. And let's say it worked for a long time. And I'm talking about, you know, either worked for six months or a few years or anything like that. But now it's just got into a really, really bad, you know, um, state. And you, ch and, and you already tried to, to change the variables, um, the system within the method, and it still didn't help. Well, there's nothing wrong with maybe developing a new method. However, at least now you know what to look for when you develop this method. So you can repeat the same thing over again until potentially it gets broken. And again, I believe that some systems do not have to be changed all the time. I think it's the systems that could be changed every few months or every few years. And even then, if you do it, you know, just do it for the right reason. And unfortunately, losses in themselves are not enough. You have to put the losses in the context of timeframes drawdowns relatively to the gains that you uh, created, right? So if you had one week enormous returns and then the market took some of it back and now you have modest returns, it does not mean that your system is bad. Or if you had, you know, modest gains and then you had, you know, a week later, you know, losses that exceeded your wins, again, it does not mean that your method is bad. It could be that you've been through a bad period, and this is something that every method will go through. So, in conclusion to the answer of how long can a method last, well, it's the usual answer. It depends. But at least now, you know the variables to consider when you're evaluating and, and, and working with your uh, method. Um, I wish you profitable trading. I wish you all the best. Uh, a great week. Stay safe and healthy and just uh, remember, if you're looking for a broker, we would love to service you. It's www.optimusfutures.com and 
Also, if you want to call us, it's 1-800-771-6748. Local is 561-367-8686. And just reminding everybody that this is a substantial risk of loss in futures trading. Best performance is not indicative of future results. Please trade only risk capital. Don't put yourself at risk uh, beyond the one you can afford. That's it for now. And uh, we'll... Uh, See you on the next podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus, all under the username Optimist Futures. If you have any questions, feel free to send us an email to support at optimistfutures.com or give us a call directly at 561 561- 367-8686 or toll free at 1-800-771-6748. Once again, thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures Podcast. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimist Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence.